This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, July 31st, 2022. Real to Real Encanto. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that we can just come in here and... Um, experience you and be in community with one another. Lord, we give this time to you. Remove any distractions, whether we're online or right here, and help us have a laser focus on you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. So, Encanto. The plot begins when a rebellion forces Pedro and Alma Madrigal to flee their home in a Colombian so the attack, uh, uh, the, their infant triplets, uh, Julieta, Pepa, and Bruno, the attackers kill Pedro, but Alma's magical candle repels the attackers and creates Casita, a magical house located in the Encanto, which is Spanish for uh, a charm or spell. And so over the next 50 years, the house has become a center in the village that thrives under the candle's protection, and it grants gifts to each of the magical descendants when they turn five years old. And they are gifts that they are supposed to share with the villagers. For example, Alma's granddaughter, Luisa, receives the gift of super strength, while her sister, Isabella, can make flowers and plants grow at will. Boy, I wish I had that one. In addition to that she was basically perfect, unfortunately, the youngest sister, Maribel, did not receive any gifts. Okay, so on the evening when a five-year-old Antonio, that's another grandson, gains the ability to communicate with animals, Maribel suddenly sees Casito, their magical home, Cracking, She's finding cracks in the walls and the candle's flame flickering. Her warnings that it is happening are ignored since uh, Casita appears undamaged to everybody else. Mirabel resolves to save the miracle, Casita's magic. The next day she talks to her super strong older sister, Luisa, who confesses to feeling a little overwhelmed by her constant obligations to, to have to do with her strength. And in their conversation, Luisa suggests that Bruno's room in a forbidden tower in the casita may explain the cracking and the candle phenomenon. So Maribel goes exploring, and she does find Bruno. Now, Bruno has the gift of seeing the future. Unfortunately, when the future does not look good for the family, Bruno is blamed for this, and he disappears, and he's been gone 10 years at this point. The truth is he never left. He's been hiding in a tower the whole time, and he's been catching up Casita from the outside. (laughs) Boy, there's two of them now coming. Frequencies. They've been patching up Casita the whole time as it has been cracking, actually, for years. Mm. 
eventually the whole thing collapses. The result of the grandmother, Alma, trying to preserve the magic with her over-the-top expectations of perfection. A and everyone in the family using their gifts at an unrealistic level for the benefit of those in the village. Amidst the ruins, Mirabelle, the one without an apparent gift, oversees the rebuilding of the house. This time, the neighbors are included as Alma realizes that they need everyone to rebuild the house, not only the house, but their lives. The ending reveals Mirabelle's true gift, encouragement, leadership. She keeps the family's gifts alive and helps them flourish despite not having tangible powers on her own. She brings people together. That's her gift. Encanto. It's a Disney animation film that uh, features the first ever all Latino cast. And it now has the number one theme song that has also gone viral on TikTok. Encanto's breakout hit, We Don't Talk About Bruno, was written by Latin songsmith Lin-Manuel Miranda. He wrote Hamilton. And this is really hard for me to take. Ugh. This song beat out the 2014 hit, Let It Go, Let It Go, from Frozen. Can you even believe that? But it did. You got to let it go, Carrie. I'm trying. Got to let it go. Anyway. So... Our, um, we watched it on, on Friday night here at Connection. Some of us gathered. It was a great time. And we had our friend Kasha, who is here with her grandparents, and she told us that she has seen Encanto 50 times. This was her 50th time. Wow. Now, as Christians, we don't believe in magical houses and magical candles, but we can glean some really powerful Christian thoughts and themes from this movie. So here we go. So for starters, let's take a look at Bruno, okay? <laughs> well, actually, we are going to talk about Bruno. Um, Bruno has the gift of prophecy, of knowing what's coming and sharing it, what's coming in the future. And un unfortunately, he pays a price for that gift. Those in the family, especially grandmother Alma, hold him responsible for what he foresees. He's not, in other words, she thinks he's not just telling it, but he's causing it. It's as though they blame him for what's going to happen, blame him for what's about to come. Well, we find the same thing in the Bible. When we take a look at the prophets, they are blamed for just sharing what God wants them to share. They are the mouthpiece of God, and they share some very unpopular things. For example, Elisha. Elisha is found in the Old Testament. He was a prophet. At that time, King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. You might have heard of Jezebel. They ruled Israel. In 1 Kings chapter 21, we find this. Never was anyone like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, 
urged on by Jezebel, his wife. He behaved in the vilest manner by going after idols, like the Amorites the Lord drove out before Israel. Hmm. So in the Bible uh, story there, the, the situation was grim as Elijah, went, he went into hiding because Ahab blamed him for the devastating drought that was there. He was just the, the, the mouthpiece, the voice. God brought the, the drought, but they, they blamed him. Jezebel hated Israel's God so much, she massacred most of his prophets, except for Elijah and about 150 who hid in a cave with the help from, maybe you've heard of this guy, Obadiah. Yeah. Well, just like Bruno, even uh, though Elijah was God's mouthpiece, God's spoke, spokesperson, God's prophet, he got blamed for what happened as he was the one that shared what was going to happen. And Elijah wasn't the only prophet. Generally speaking, most of them got blamed for what God was delivering. Thus the expression, you might have heard this, don't shoot the messenger. They were the messenger. They delivered a tough thing. And um, generally, the messenger is the one that gets shot. Hmm. The ultimate prophet was, was Jesus himself, wasn't he? Uh, again, he was bringing God's message to the people. He, he was the message. His life, his death, his resurrection. And he paid. He paid dearly. He paid with his very life. So let's go back to Bruno. While, uh, as we said, while he was hiding, Bruno, Bruno saw that the house was cracking and he did his best to patch it from the outside to protect his family from what was coming. It's like what happens in our lives. When we have a challenge, when we have a struggle, when we have an issue, we tend to try to patch it from the outside, we might put a Band-Aid on it. We might do various things to just kind of cover it up or not deal. And that just doesn't help because it does end up surfacing. What's important is to get to the root of the problem to find out the real cause to deal with it. For example, if, if I might have an an anger issue, I, I don't, I don't think, but if we have an anger issue, anger is a secondary emotion. And so there's something that's underneath that's causing that. It could be the fear of abandonment, it could be poor self-esteem, it could be all kinds of things, but dealing with the root is what's important. As Christ followers, it's also important and crucial to look deep within to see where we have missed the mark. That's called sin. To see where we grieve God. To see where we aren't aligned with what God's will and way for our lives and how we behave with one another. 1 John 1, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The good news is that Jesus came for that so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be free. Mm. So back to the movie. Abuela, that's Spanish for grandmother, 
uh, Abuela Alma forbid the mention of Bruno's name, thus the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno. It's as though not mentioning it will make it disappear. Not saying it meant that he didn't exist. It's like the sin in our lives, though. Pretending it's not there doesn't make it go away, does it? No. It's like sweeping stuff under the rug. It, it doesn't get rid of it, it just makes for a lumpy rug. Doesn't solve the problem, and we need to face it head on. Confront it, deal with it. Seek forgiveness, otherwise we live in constant fear of it being revealed. The sooner we step up and deal with it, the better. Speaking of abuela or grandmother, abuela Alma thinks that the miracle must be earned, that each family member must work to keep the miracle alive. And that is contrary to what we believe. We don't need to earn uh, gifts. We don't need to earn love. It's just given to us by our Lord and Savior so generously. There is a, a blog that we took a look at, three surprisingly biblical themes found in Encanto. And we found that Grandmother Abuela was motivated by fear that she might lose her home and might lose her miracle. And so she pushes her children and she pushes her grandchildren into um, striving and service that they might be worthy and so what she's really preaching is like a works righteousness. You have to work to be righteous. Jesus is the one that does that. We don't work for it. He is righteous. He is worthy. He is pure. And because of that, we are enfolded into that perfect love and perfect grace. Only he's perfect, but he does cleanse us and free us. That's what grace is. And even though we believe when we're in Christ and we say you are Lord, that our sins are forgiven, it's important to, as the scripture says, to confess it, to say it. We're not like, I'm forgiven, but I need to kind of own up. I need to own those places in my life that need to be, need to be addressed. So we don't earn gifts. We don't earn love. We don't earn grace. We can't do enough to gain God's favor. It's already there. We're reminded of the verse in Romans 6, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we think of eternal life, oftentimes we think of that life in heaven but the good news about having Jesus as our Lord and Savior is that we start that now, here on earth and in heaven. Yes, we'll see Jesus face to face in heaven, but we get to experience his love and the power of the Holy Spirit right here on earth and imitate Jesus in all that we do. Speaking of free gifts, the children in Encanto receive their gift their, their special ability, their miracle at age five, all except Mirabelle. The gifts are to be used for the benefit of others, 
to strengthen the family and the town. And these gifts are not just received, but they are earned. At least what they think. At least that's what they think. One must continually work for the gift or possibly lose it. It's very different than, than what we believe in the church. When, when Jesus becomes our Savior, the Bible tells us we also receive at least one spiritual gift, freely given, not earned, freely given, not our choice, <laughs> given at the discretion of the Holy Spirit. And, and the difference between this and the movie, spiritual gifts, like the movie, should be used for the benefit of others, but that spiritual gift is also especially used for the glory of God, the glory of God. We cannot possibly earn this gift, nor can we work to retain it or them if we have more than one. And we don't get to choose, as I said. It's given. Gifts, pure and simple. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7, New International Version. There are, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and, ev and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the, mani of the, one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So the blog that I referred to um, shows us, talks about how this Disney movie, Encanto, is a little bit different than other Disney movies. In this case, Encanto's heroine, Mirabella, she journeys toward rather than away from her family. And so in this movie, we find this richer view of human relationship, and we see this beautiful picture of repentance and reconciliation. And that takes two. That takes uh, the one uh, who's offended and the one who offends to be honest with one another. And that's what we see in this movie. Now, at first, Abuela Alma assumes the imperfections just need to be swept under the rug. And, and the family, it just puts the family in this mess. You could never rise to that perfection and that expectation. And the end of the movie shows something different, shows a different Abuela Alma. She recognizes that her strict, fear-based, legalistic approach, what it's done to Maribel and to the rest of her family. And here's the cool thing about Maribel. She understands what motivated grandmother Alma. Like, she doesn't hold it against her. And she understands the underlying behavior. And so there's compassion, and there's reconciliation, and there's forgiveness, there's apologies, and it is just such a beautiful picture. And in the end, we find that Bruno, the exiled son, is welcomed back into the family. And Mirabel, the one without a gift, is the hero, bringing the family together, overseeing the rebuilding of the home, utilizing the townspeople, not as just receivers of miracles, of the miracles of gift, but as participants in the whole process. Her quest for truth, Mirabel's quest for truth, frees the family from Abuela's legalistic mindset. 
no longer isolated from the townspeople or each other, no longer holding a kind of paternalistic mindset, no longer trying to prove themselves worthy, the family not only re rebuilds the home, but the important thing is they put it on a new foundation. They put it on a new foundation, a, a foundation of truth, a foundation of acceptance, a foundation of forgiveness. And they can now see each other and themselves as whole people valued for more than just their gifts. We all have gifts. We all have talents. And a question is, well, what do we do with them? How do we use them? Our own Jeremy Hall, who uh, was... Uh, on the announcements with his wife, Missy, he's going to share his journey about his gift discovery. Take a look. I think it's very important for all of us to know what our God-given gifts are, but just as important, I think, is to know how to use those gifts. Um, I'm a drummer here on the praise team at Connection Community Church, and I've been playing drums since I was a kid. Um, I went through a tough time in my life, a lot of addiction, a lot of alcohol abuse, and as I got clean, I had to change everything about my life, and that included not drumming. So I left my entire old life behind and just started new. And I thought drumming was gone. It was a passion I had, and I thought it was gone for the rest of my life. And a couple years ago, I got a little nudge that's uh, a God wink moment that said, why don't you pick up a drum set and just play around for fun? Put it in your house, play around. So I decided to get a drum set, and I did just that. It was great. It was like being right back into the swing of it. I didn't have any, you know, association with my past life because of it. And about half a year later, uh, almost a year later, uh, I was asked if I'd like to audition for the praise team. And I said, sure, I never thought about playing on the praise team, but I did it, and I fell in love with it. And I've been doing it ever since. And I'm not the type of person that notices when things are happening. I'm the type of person that notices things after they've happened. And what a moment when I realized what truly happened. Jesus gave me my passion back. He gave me my, my ability to use my gift. And in doing so, he also showed me the way to use that gift. And the way to use that gift is to lift up his name while doing it. And that's why for me, it's just as important to know what your gift is as it is how you use that gift. Yeah, we thank Jeremy for that. So when you came in, you received um, this and it says volunteer opportunities and We've addressed or listed a few critical needs that are here at Connection. We want to say that we think our church is different from other churches. In other churches, you hear that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Like it. That's not true here. We have like a gazillion people who serve. And so every so many people do what God is calling them to do in a variety of ways. And we are so grateful because that makes us who we are. 
This is a place with people who have hearts so full to serve. If you're new around here or if you're currently not serving, we just wanted to lift up a few things to you. Or if you want to step it up a little bit, all you need to do is read this and check the box or boxes and then turn it in as you leave. It's not a life sentence. You're not going to get stuck for the rest of your life. It's just for a season. And so we wanted to take the opportunity. Online, there's a link that Virginia's going to post that uh, you can also sign up. As the scripture says, there are different gifts, different kinds of gifts, and different kinds of service. And those of us in Christ are called to use those gifts and talents for the glory of God and to build up the community. And by doing that, we live our life as a thank you note to God. That's our expression of how we say, God, thank you. You're the one who created me. You've given me a hope and a future. And because of that, I want to honor you by using my gifts. To God be the glory in all that we do, in all that we say. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for this movie that we can glean some really important Christian principles from using the gifts and the talents that you've given us. We've seen that today with Marisha and Kevin as they said, hey, our kids need a choir, and they just stepped up and started that. And we've seen it when Rachel and Carol Ann have a love for plants, and they're like, we need a garden here, and started the garden for to feed out of our food ministry. And people on cameras and people greeting outside and all kinds of things, Lord. And we do that because there's no one but you. No one but you. And you are the one that we want to honor with our very lives. You are the one who we say is Lord of all. You are the one who gives us life and every breath a hope, and a future. You came to save us. You came to free us. And we thank you. We are humbled, Lord, to be your sons and daughters. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.